Hey, are you ready to co-collaborate with the universe in order to unlock, unleash, and truly step into the life of your dreams? Well, my beautiful soul, you are exactly where you need to be, and you're receiving the exact message you need to step into a realm where dreams become reality and desires manifest into existence. But before we get into this week's episode, it's that time of year where I open up the doors to my always sold out transformative program, ITM, Into the Mystic. And in four weeks together, you and I will deep dive into the mystical realm of feminine energy, harness the power of the sun and the moon, tap into the ancient wisdom of crystals, align with your highest potential through shadow work, and master the frequency of, you guessed it, M-O-N-E-Y, money. This is your chance to embrace abundance, fulfillment, and true manifestation like never before. And for my valued podcast listeners, I'm offering an exclusive 20% discount on enrollment with the code ITM20, ITM20. Plus, I offer flexible monthly payment plans that are available to everyone to make this life-changing experience happen. Don't let this opportunity slip away. Step into the mystic, which starts May 26th, and unleash the power within you. To start right now, just slide your finger over to the show notes and enroll today. Learn how to manifest the life of your dreams. You're listening to the Manifest Miracles podcast, dialed into the frequency of abundance, always and in always. I'm Michelle J. Lamont, a manifestation master, author, speaker, and coach. And for the last five years, I've obsessively dedicated my life to uncovering, dissecting, and analyzing every aspect of the practices and modalities in which we call manifestation. We truly are more powerful than we can even imagine and fully capable of manifesting miracles on the daily. Now, I can't tell you which thought leader or topic we'll be discussing in our 30-minute pod, but I do guarantee that in every single episode, you will learn something about your divine power, the collective, and how to attract or manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. So let's get started manifesting your miracle right now. You're listening to the Manifest Miracles podcast with host me, Michelle J. Lamont. And every episode, every single podcast, you're going to learn something, a tool, a technique, a modality, a practice in which you, that's right, you will manifest your own miracles every single day in your life. So if you were searching the podcasts and see that I had a, <laughs> a title that says, when rock bottom gave me everything, semicolon, my suicide story. And you thought, I got to hear this. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Because that was the darkest day of my life. And when I was at my worst, when I was at the absolute bottom of the barrel, when I said, there isn't a pill, there isn't a person, there isn't a thought that wants me to stay here on planet Earth 
like many things in my life that I had achieved, I'd set out to complete and become not part of this earth. And when I did, it was actually the very first day of my divine light and why I'm here with you right now. So let's dig in and let's do this. My timeline will lead us up to my suicide story. I never thought I would be somebody that would have a suicide story. I was always an overachiever. I was always somebody that found solutions to everything. People would say, oh, that can't be done. Oh, yes, it can. I remember, I remember thinking when I was a little girl that there was always a solution to everything because I was brought up by a Colombian mother. And when you're a first-generation American, there's always a lot of pressure on the kids to not only be Spanish at home, but American in the streets. You find ways and around almost everything, right? So you become almost like an instant solution finder because that's the way that your parents or my mom thought. She came from so little into a country with so much abundance. She learned English on Sesame Street and ended up being a very successful entrepreneur, but I digress. So let's get back into it. And thank you for allowing me the privilege of kind of free thought here. At the age of 10, that beautiful divine light left the planet, my mother. And that is, up until five years ago, the beginning of my suffering story. My woe is me, poor Michelle. Look at all these things I had to endure. Life. And the more I believed in that, the more I attracted more pain, more suffering, and more things to feel bad about. So after my mom died, my dad picked me up from middle school. I was 10 and a half. My birthday was just a month away and drove me three hours away to a foster home for children who their parents were no longer their parents and kept my brothers and sister and gave me away. And I would stay there alone, sad, but thriving because I wanted to make my mom proud. So I was an overachiever in that I would accomplish my goals. But I always felt so alone and so sad, and that continued, and it festered and it grew until I thought the only reason that people would like me is if I had a shiny crown or if I was pretty enough or if I was smart enough or if I had something to offer them. So I go down that path of more rock-bottom thoughts. And in that place, I had to avoid sexual assault and sexual predators on the outside of the home and the inside around me. I had to get myself to college and get myself out of college to help my sister. And then I literally married the first guy that was nice to me and started a 19-year relationship with complete and utter mental and emotional abuse. Now, I would I was a successful entrepreneur for sure, but in the totality of things, I was just a very scared and depressed person. And everywhere I went, I was a wrecking ball. I was, I didn't care who I hurt. I didn't care what I had to do. I didn't care who I had to manipulate. I lived in a terrible home with my then husband. I every single day cried, cried in the shower, cried on the way to work, cried when I went running. Even if I would get up on stage and give a speech about being an entrepreneur, how to achieve success and what Latin women can do and whatnot, it didn't matter. I was always on a trajectory for this suicide attempt. I had failed marriages. I mean, failed businesses. I even had miscarriages. <laughs> I've had 
a C-section and operations, and no babies. I constantly lived in fear. I had agreed to my life of pain until I finally, in 2015, filed for divorce. And when I did, I also believed that nothing else would ever matter in life. That if my dad didn't love me and he gave me away and my husband couldn't love me and I sure as heck didn't love me, who else would? And the monetary things, I knew I could achieve them again, but what was the point? What was the point of me living another day in this hell that I called life? So I had started seeing a psychologist right after my divorce who, of course, prescribed me pills because everybody wants to give you a pill for a solution. And that ain't it. Well, I saved up all those Xanax. That's what I got. A Xanax to wake up. A Xanax for the midday. A Xanax for the afternoon. A Xanax to go to sleep. And then Adderall to wake up and Adderall to stay awake. And constantly telling myself that my life was just a wreck. And so my life became a wreck. And even though I knew I was doing something good by divorcing him, I could not see a life where anybody would ever want me or that I even wanted myself, really. So I decided that I would come up with a plan on how to die. And I don't know how to explain it, except that I'm a goal setter. You know, I'm a person that has a plan for their plans for their plans for their plans. And I live in a metropolitan city, Dallas, Texas, and a top five city in the United States as far as media markets. We have a lot of overpasses and super highways because we like to drive in Texas, but we should be environmentally friendly. (laughs) Let me just put that out there because I love Mother Earth. And I decided that the best way for me to go was to go and study the overpasses in Dallas and see what time of night would be the best time for me to get in my car and drive over the edge and make it look like some kind of accident and die. I wasn't brave enough to actually say, go do something and, you know, let's just make it fast and final. Somehow in my mind, I thought, even in my own, and this is kind of sad, right? Even in my own mortality state of mind, I didn't want people to think I gave up. I wanted them to think that there was some sort of accident because I was always lying. Why was I always lying? Because I always lived in fear. And so I went to all these overpasses and I started taking notes and how many truck, you know, 18 wheelers I would see, how many cars, how many motorcycles. And no matter where I would drive to or what I would do, I could not find a time of day or a place that my fake pretending like I had an accident idea wouldn't take somebody else out. And no matter what, I always had love for my nieces and my nephews and for the animals in my life. And thinking of one of them being in that car and dying because I couldn't find a better way was more than I could handle. So I I scratched that thing off and I said, I'm going to start doing research on why people don't succeed at suicide. People vomit things up. They change their mind. There was a way for them to unhook themselves, all these things. I just couldn't get a gun. That wasn't anything I could do. I'm still not that person. I don't even own one. I mean, I just, I couldn't do it. That was not something I could think of doing. And plus, what happened if you miss? And then you're in a wheelchair. All those thoughts come through my head and all those, not that being in a wheelchair is the end of life, not at all. Being somebody else's burden was my issue. And I didn't want to be somebody else's burden. I just wanted off this planet. And I wanted off this planet now. So I decided 
I didn't eat for two days because I wanted to have a bloodstream that accepted the, the pills quickly. I stood out. I have a pool in my backyard, and I decided to go by the pool, and I fell in a couple of times to practice. And I had duct tape. I had Baybell cheeses when I used to eat cheese, crammed full of Xanaxes. So I would just chew them and get them in there and then just keep popping Baybills until I couldn't really stand or I was dizzy. Then I was going to do the bag and then the duct tape around my neck. Hopefully hit my head on the side of the pool and knock myself out and make it impossible for me to ever wake up. And I took the first Baybell and then I took the second. And then, and if you've ever had a dog, you'll understand this. I had three dogs. No, four dogs. Sorry, Charlie. That were wild, crazy dogs. Jackson, Olive, Gordo, and Charlie. And out of nowhere, in the middle of the night, I'm standing in my own backyard, looking at the stars, thinking, this is it. One more to go, and I should be pretty much knocked out, and I'll tumble into the pool, and I'll see what's next. These dogs came out of my house, one by one, and in order of tallest to smallest, stood there, sat there, in a line. I mean, I've taken them to so many photos with Santa, I can't even tell you. And they, they won't do this with Benadryl. And I, I realized, I started in that moment realizing, I am at rock bottom, and I can't leave them. And what just happened what I just saw led me to change my mind. And so I quickly made arrangements to get this stuff out of my system and threw away the bags and the tape and decided that the rest of my life had to be different because everything I had done so far hadn't worked. Everything I had agreed to for my life so far led me to the backyard led me to look at overpasses, led me to want to take life that God, the divine source, the path that he wanted me for, away from him. And that moment of clarity, that rock bottom moment, allowed me to change every single thing about my life. Now, whether it's cancer, alcoholism, divorce, death of a loved one, death of a child, a disease, a sexual situation, a physicality, whatever it is that is your rock bottom that you believe or you can connect with right now, remember that you're still here. If you were meant to be gone, you would be gone. A friend of mine was on a plane and the window broke. And in front of him, one aisle in front of him, this woman was sucked out the window all the way up in the air. And I love to travel. I fly all the time pre-COVID. And I don't have any fear of that. And even after that, I flew like the next day. But that said, when it's your time to go, it doesn't matter where you are, you will go. So the fact that you're here, the fact that you're listening, the fact that you've made it, no matter where it is, no matter if you are drunk right now, if you're high right now, if you're depressed right now, if you're thinking about that right now, you're still here. And that is a miracle. Hey, are you ready to manifest the life of your dreams to level up in all areas from love to money to happiness to opportunities? 
You see, I take my clients to the next level on a transformational journey to change their life and to manifest the life of their dreams. And I'm ready to do that for you too. All you have to do is go to Michelle J. Lamont michellejlamont.com and send me a form on my contact form or to email me at info at michellejlamont.com or to go to my Instagram, michellejlamont and tap on my link tree and book your session right now or to DM me. Again, michellejlamont.com, michellejlamont info. And so I started out on my journey for the evolution of Michelle. Now see, I always said Michelle Lamont. I never said the letter J. I was embarrassed of my heritage, of being Latin, of coming from Colombian roots. And I always thought that my middle initial exemplified that. And I always believed that the Juanita, Michelle Juanita Lamont, wasn't me. I was shiny plastic Michelle Lamont. You couldn't hurt me. I can only hurt and dominate and destroy and eliminate any joy from you because it's all I had to give. And through that beginning evolution, through that rock bottom night, staring up at the stars and one by one, my babies, my beautiful, beautiful babies came out and performed a miracle unlike any I had ever seen. And I knew that everything I had known before didn't work. So I started reading and studying and diving into learning about every different religion, Buddhist, Muslim, Christianity, Judaism, everything about the modalities, crystals, fire, light, earth, wind, nature, abundance, laws of the universe. I mean, I became so addicted to this energy that it was driving me. I even went through a Kununi awakening, Kundalini, I can't say that word, can I? Kundalini awakening? Okay, anyway, where I slept 10, 12 hours a day for no reason. My soul was shifting. I was getting downloads. I was transforming and transmuting this energy through all of these different practices and modalities that I was now learning, understanding, and accepting of forgiveness, beauty, gratitude, attitude. (laughs) And then I became addicted to meditation. And the one surefire way for you to see clear is to start meditating. You know, the Buddhists have this one thing where they say that they believe that the divine light, the universal light, the light that created every bird, every bee, every algae at the bottom of the ocean, we don't even know it's for the name yet to discover solar systems, galaxies, stars, Aliens, dogs, cats, that person that cut you off in traffic, that source energy, that light energy was driving me just like it drove you here. And because I was a person that would always go down the rabbit hole until I found the solution, I was a solution finder, remember? A solution finder. I went through everything, all the authors, all the speakers, all the books. I can't tell you how many authors and books that I read, and how fast I read them. But it led me to go back to school, get my mindfulness cognitive training. Because like the Buddhists, I understood that the soul was a very powerful thing. And the more I read, and the more I learned, the more I let go, 
of this false, fake reality. And I started creating and evolving into a manifesting manifestor where I could just think of something and it would appear. From ladybugs to apples to Oprah Winfrey, there wasn't anything that I couldn't attract into my life. And it started, it started when I hit rock bottom. It started when I thought that I was in control of my life and I let go of the thought that I was and understood that there was a bigger, higher purpose for me and there is for you as well. And as I dug down that rabbit hole and got more education and did all these different things, I weeded out things that won't work or they won't, they didn't for me and lived in a reality that did and how I got here with you. And as I started evolving and growing and understanding this, I started speaking about it and teaching about it. And at the time, I was a very successful publicist. I worked for major networks. I worked for major TV stations and shows. And I took people and made them famous and helped them achieve their goals of stardom and success. And I found no pleasure in that anymore. What I found pleasure in was staring at a tree for an hour or hugging it. Did you know that 97% of our DNA is the same as a tree? I didn't. And when I was meditating at this Buddhist temple, this monk told me, he said, Michelle, I see resistance in you. What is it? And I was like, oh, there's so much, so much, man. I don't think you have time. I don't think there's enough wheels on the Dharma wheel for you to understand where I'm coming from. He said, try me. So I explained to him all these things that I've told you in this podcast. And he nodded and he smiled. He said, you know, Buddhist isn't a religion. It's a spiritual teaching. And Buddhists believe that the soul is too big, too magnanimous, too important, too huge, too powerful to be contained in a little bitty body, a little bitty human body, flesh, bones, cells, organs, hair, all the things that make up our human body. And they believe that the divine soul is just a teeny little bitty piece inside of us waiting to connect to the big, huge soul behind us or above us. And the only way or around us to connect with that is through meditation. And so I became a meditating meditator. I taught mindfulness. I learned how to become quiet and still. And I was obsessed with always having music on or a TV on or you name it, I had it on. I couldn't have just one device. I have a TV on and my phone out. If I was exercising, I had to listen to music. If I was driving, I had to listen to music. If I was at work, I had to have multiple screens open, multiple tabs. And when you're not okay with who you are, you're always closer to rock bottom than you are to your miracles. If you've become very good at finding solutions, robbing Peter to pay Paul, you understand that it ain't working. And I get that too. And for me, I want you to hear that it will work. And I think that I really decided that I wasn't a publicist and I was a manifesting expert when I manifested Oprah Winfrey. And that's another episode. And I went to my Instagram and I changed it from publicist to manifester. Manifestation expert. And then I started getting unbelievable things into my life. Every day was better than the last, and it hasn't stopped since that day. Sure, I've encountered lots of other things that would probably tear me down that rabbit hole of suffering, but because I had really created tools in my life to be an abundant, 
happy soul, I found solutions towards joy, towards happiness. Sure, things are going to go wrong. Sure, you're going to have bad days, but they get less and less and you see them differently. You start to see, you start to see the solution, the love in that suffering moment. And if you don't, you repeat it over and over and over and over and over and over. Or it becomes a disease or it becomes a failed marriage on and on and on. And so when that happened, I changed all my signatures to Michelle J. Lamont. And if you go to my website, you'll see that the letter J is very prominent in my logo. And that's because the old Michelle was in a low vibrational state where rock bottom was always an option. And I was out of alignment for my life. And when I became honest about who I was and what I really wanted, and I let go of all that, I was able to see clearly for the very first time, and you will too. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate that you are listening right now. And I know if you're in pain, how hard it is to hear this, but don't give up. Start investing in your joy. Your path and your purpose need you. We need you. Collective needs you. Don't give in to those low vibrational fears. You know and I know that you can find happiness if you try. It's just as easy to be positive as it is to be negative. There's no calorie difference. But you can't just say it. You have to actually really find things that bring you that. And if the manifestation memo is the one point in the podcast where I say, here's what I want. Here's what you need to learn. Here's the takeaway. This is it. This is what I want you to know. This is it. If you haven't hit your rock bottom, or you have, you are still here. And everything else doesn't freaking matter. And once you understand that you are not in charge of when you leave or when you come here, you can start to see that your evolution is waiting for you as well. There isn't a path. There isn't a purpose. You don't come here to just suffer. That's not true. Stop saying it. Stop believing it. Those sufferings are opportunities for your soul to evolve and learn that lesson so you no longer have to live in that reality anymore. I was able to come through that, remove all sorts of debt from my life, all sorts of anger, cleaned house with people. I never lost a single person. They lost me. And I gained me. And that's why you will too. I am proof of concept. And so are you. And you know why? Because you're here. Because you have value. You have a purpose. And I need you to think more about that than the other. No overpasses. No pills. You. Perfect, divine, beautiful, Incredible, loving, gracious, giving, healthy, beautiful, powerful, divine you. And so does everybody else. I appreciate this. I hope you guys really understood where I'm coming from on my theory about why I wanted to talk about this. And I know that it can be so difficult, but it can also turn into something so beautiful. And I love you. I love the divine light inside of you. And I need you to put your hand on your heart and love you and say to yourself, I love you.
I love you, 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 I love you. And now this is the part of the podcast where I ask for your love. Please go on to any review that you can, wherever you're downloading this, no matter what it is. I want you to go on to Stitcher, to iPods, to wherever it is that you're finding my podcast, Apple, wherever it is, Spotify, I don't care, and write a review for me. Share my air check from my Instagram. Tell somebody because they need it just as much as you do. Because together, as we rise, we will lift everyone and everyone around us will be lifted. Thank you for listening to Manifest Miracles podcast. I'm Michelle J. Lamont, and I'm sending you love, abundance, peace, and joy.